with the Holmes Bookcast. I'm Jim. I'll be your host today. <clears throat> I was just saying in the news that uh, in Ireland, they're having a clown shortage. And I was thinking that we have 435 clowns in Congress we could send over there. We could even throw in Joe Biden to make it even 436. That should that should take care of it over there. But uh, anyway, there's a lot of actually serious stories to talk about. I want to throw that one out of the way um, before we got to the, the real stories. Uh, <clears throat> well, today, as I'm taping or recording, whatever you call it, uh, there's been a shooting in Arlington, Texas. An 18-year-old shot up a school, I think, a high school. He was like 18. And uh, I mean, that's just that's just horrible. And I really don't know what to do about this. This isn't something that was common. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't common prior to the 1990s. I started to say it wasn't common years ago, but exactly years or, or a little bit longer, maybe. Um, the first mass shooting that I remember in a school was Columbine, I believe. It, there may have been one or two before that, but the first one I really remember, and I think that was in 1997. It was either, yeah, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was in 1997 that that happened. So since then, it's been, I wouldn't say it's regular, but it obviously one massive shooting is too many, but it's becoming more and more common, I should say, more and more regular occurrence. And I don't know why. Uh, um, you know, Democrats will say it's a gun problem. There are too many guns. A lot of Republicans say it's a mental health issue. Uh, but the problem I have, I mean, I, I don't believe it is a gun problem. But the problem I have with the Republicans' argument that it's a mental health issue is that they never propose anything to help mental health. They keep saying, well, instead of focusing on the guns, let's focus on mental health. But then they never focus on mental health to do anything. So it's like if you're going to if you're going to make the argument that we don't need gun control, we need mental health. I don't know if they if I don't even know what they mean by it. If they say we need to focus on mental health, do they mean that we need the government to start helping people with mental health? We need more money. In mental health facilities, you know, I'm not exactly sure what their answer is, except it's a mental health issue. I'd like to see them do something because something needs to be done. Obviously, something is wrong and something went wrong in the mid 90s because that is when we started seeing this uh, move toward terrorism. And in 1995, we had the Oklahoma City bombing. And since 1995, there has been a huge uptick between 1995 and 2021 of violence in our society. Uh, 1995, we heard about the militia risings, the Michigan militia, there was a Montana militia, you know, and the FBI was investigating. They were somehow involved in the Oklahoma City bombing and the planning or something, you know, we've, and then two years later, we had the massive school shooting in Columbine and, you know, and 
Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know. You know, it just seems like since then, we've just had continues, you know, 9-11 and, you know, underwear bombers and, and all this. I mean, there, there, there has to be something that, there has to be an impetus, you know, like, why, even for 9-11, if, if you believe it was the Muslims who did it or behind it, why were they completely silent for 200 years? In our country, why did they just sit here? Well, we've had Muslims. I mean, Thomas Jefferson spoke to a, a group of Muslims when he was president. I mean, we've had Muslims in our country since the foundation, or maybe not the foundation, but shortly after. You know, we've had Muslims here, but it wasn't until about the late 90s that suddenly uh, we started seeing Muslims prop up and start doing terror activities. It wasn't until the 90s that you started seeing these militia groups uh, getting involved in, in blowing up buildings and, and taking these stands against the government. It wasn't until the 90s that we started seeing school shootings becoming a regular thing. I mean, you didn't hear about school shootings back in the 50s or 60s or 1880s or, you know, any time previous, there weren't school shootings. So I'm not here with the answers. I'm just asking some questions when I'm thinking about it. We need to figure out what happened, what has changed, why now suddenly is our, um, uh, why is the public so angry and violent? What what changed? What I don't want to use the word rad radicalized, but yeah, but but I mean I guess that could work. What radicalized the people that? Prior to the 1990s, we didn't have these kind of events. Things happened in other, I mean, there was terrorism in other parts of the world, you know, the Lockerbie um, bombing in Scotland, you know, they blew up a, a terrorist group, a plane in Scotland and stuff. I mean, we had terrorism, don't get me wrong. We had crazy people in the world, but that was it. They were in the world. It, it wasn't in the United States. The United States was a very peaceful and calm place overall, you know. I mean, uh, you know, the historian in me knows that, you know, we had the Civil War and we've had we've had periods of unrest, but I'm just saying we, we were pretty calm throughout throughout the uh, late the mid to late 70s and through the 80s. It was pretty calm in our country um, after Vietnam, after a lot of the race problems of the 60s and 70s. Um, we were fine, and then in about you know between 1993 and 1995. Uh, things started going wild and something needs to be done. But one of the problems is we have to find out what started this. Why did things suddenly take a turn for the worst in the nineties? And if it is a mental health issue, then I'd like to see the Republicans start putting forth legislation to start helping, you know, to challenge the Democrats when they're saying, we have too many guns, and you'll hear it again after this school shooting. There are too many guns out there, and this is this is horrible, and this is why we need to start regulating guns. And then you'll hear the Republicans say, well, there's not going to be any gun control because it's a mental health issue. But then it gets dropped, like nothing changes. If they truly believe it's a mental health issue, then we need to start doing something about the mental health in our country. Uh, 
I, I can't propose what those answers would be. But I'm saying if that's what the Republicans really believe, then they need to start offering an alternative instead of just saying, we're not going to do anything on gun control. And so therefore, we're not going to do anything until the next school shooting. And then we'll say, oh, well, we're not going to do anything on gun control because of the mental health issue. And then just drop it until the next school shooting. And the cycle just keeps repeating. Because at some point, the people are going to get fed up with this. And if the Democrats are the only ones who are proposing solutions and saying, we need gun control, the public is going to say, you know what, we're tired of our children being shot. At least they have a plan. They have a plan to stop it. Let's go with the Democrats' gun control because the Republicans haven't offered anything except, you know, um, it's a mental health issue and we're, we're sending our thoughts and prayers. Uh, the Republicans have to offer something, some kind of alternative to say, we need to do something. I don't know if it's a mental health issue. I don't know if that's just something that they are saying to uh, to distract and just deflect so they don't have to answer the questions. But we do need to figure out what happened to our nation. What, what changed in the 1990s? And I don't have an answer to that yet. Uh, I, I may have a theory. I'm going to try to do some research on it and see what was going on and read some books, you know, find out from some more intelligent people than I am of what they think. Um, I'm not really into the socioeconomics kind of thing, you know, but, but it, hey, there might be some answers in that. I don't know. Um, but I'm just saying I don't, I don't know what, what caused this. But something's got to give here. I mean, we are becoming a very, very violent nation in the last 30 years. Uh, and I don't know why exactly things have changed so much in recent years. Uh, and, it, and it could be that this is normal, but there was – people were just p passive in the 80s and didn't care, and now they're becoming much more, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I probably should just stop, but I, I'll i stop on that part until I get more information. But th that is a, it is a question that, I'm, that I've been thinking about is what happened with the Muslims? What happened in school shootings? What happened between the races? Why suddenly since the 1990s have black people and white people, the relationship broken apart where you have a kid shooting up a, you know, a black church. Um, you know, why, you know, why you have these race problems, why the Muslims suddenly came out of the woodwork after 200 years and started plotting against the United States. Like they didn't have a problem with the United States prior to that, or they had a problem with it, but they didn't, weren't going to do anything about it. Why suddenly, you know, did they, in the late 90s, decide they wanted this jihad against the United States? You know, what what led up to this? What, Why did things change? Why, you know? Um, so anyway, if you have any theories or thoughts, I mean, you know, send them to us. I'd be interested in reading what your opinions are and what you think. Um, but, yeah. It's a, it's a horrible, tragic situation that I don't have an answer for why 
we're becoming more violent or there are more violent displays in politics and uh, you know and and, and things I, I don't I don't really know um, yeah send me the thoughts on it I'd be fascinated to hear what what your theories are as to why why we're going down this path of a lot more radicalism and anger and vitriol and things. Uh, let's see. Here's a, a, a very important story for those of you who use Twitch. Um, it's from Mediaite, and it says, Encrypted user passwords, source code lost in massive breach of Amazon Switch by Rudy Kata. Um, and it came out October 6th of this year. Amazon game streaming service Twitch confirmed on Wednesday it was the victim of a massive data breach that potentially exposed troves of company documents and sensitive user data. We can confirm a breach teams are working with urgency to understand the extent of this. We will upload update the community as soon as additional information is available. Thank you for bearing with us. The admission came only after users circulated news about the breach online. Those who had seen the stolen information said it contained user data as well as internal company documents, proprietary source code, an unreleased Amazon-produced competitor to the Steam gaming platform, and Twitch's security tools. The information also included three years of payment data showing how much Twitch compensated gamers to stream their activity online revealing it paid more than $108,000 annually to 13 individual accounts or users since 2019. An individual claiming responsibility for the hack first shared it on the 4chan message board along with a link for 125 gigabytes file containing contents of the breach and a statement that he did it to quote foster more disruption and competition in the online video streaming space, end quote. The user added that Twitch's community is a disgusting, toxic cesspool. The user titled the leak Park One, indicating the possibility that more information could be released in the future. Um, I don't know if that's a misprint. It says Park with a K, but they may have meant Part One. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's some internet lingo that Park One maybe means something, but it could just be a, a typo. Um, I'm not sure. But <clears throat> anyway, yeah, that's that's serious news. There's there's a lot there's a lot going on right now. Um, we'll get into some of that in a minute. Um, the Washington Free Beacon has an article. Here about Rashida Talib here in Michigan, and it is she's caught on video, and she admits that she wears only wears a mask for the cameras. Um, not the most important story of the day, but just another example of hypocrisy when it comes to COVID and. This is just crazy. The whole COVID thing is just insane. Let me just get this article out of the way, and then, and then I might do my daily rant or my weekly rant about uh, COVID. 
but Rep Representative Rashida Tlaib, a Democrat from Michigan, thinks masks only need to be worn if someone is there to catch you without one, according to remarks caught on video during a Detroit community event. The squad member told attendees at the event that she only wore a mask because a Republican tracker was filming her. After doing an event with Housing and Urban Development Secretary Marsha Fudge on Monday, Tlaib conversed with a maskless attendee who mistakenly thought the Democrats scolded him for being the one unmasked guy in the area. Tlaib responded by insisting she only wore a mask because a Republican tracker was recording the exchange. Oh no, oh not you, Tlaib said as she pulled her mask away from her face. No, 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 I'm just wearing it because I've got a Republican tracker here, she said. Just weeks before the event, the squad member faced criticism when she danced maskless at a crowded indoor wedding in Dearborn, Michigan. The video surfaced on the same day Salib slammed Senator Rand Paul for urging his followers to resist Centers for Disease Control and Prevention masking guidelines. Tlaib attending the wedding attended the wedding days after the CDC recommended wearing masks indoors regardless of vaccination status in local areas with high community transmission, a categorization that applied to Dearborn at that time. Tlaib, who did not return a request for comment, is far from the only Democrat to ignore her own rhetoric on masks. Fellow squad member Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez masked up for an August photo with the liberal activists, but quickly removed her, her face covering after the picture was taken. One month prior, Virginia gubernatorial nominee Terry McAuliffe, also a Democrat, violated federal regulations when he refused to wear a mask on an Amtrak train. McAuliffe has pledged to maintain the state mask mandate in schools and told voters in September to, quote, follow the CDC guidelines, end quote. President uh, Joe Biden in July told all Americans who live in the areas covered by the CDC guidelines to wear a mask, of sentiment that Fudge herself has echoed. HUD's website notes that public housing inspectors follow safety protocols informed by the CDC, which includes wearing proper protection and following other related safety measures. The Office of HUD did not respond to a request for comment. Fudge is not featured in the video, but she would not be the first Biden administration official who has condoned violations of mask requirements. U.S. Agency for International Development head Samantha Power rode an Amtrak train maskless in September. Climate envoy John Kerry, meanwhile, was caught removing his mask during an American Airlines flight in March and again at the Boston Logan International Airport in July. Tlaib's congressional allies have also skirted mask orders and recommendations in recent months. Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat from Massachusetts, partied indoors without a mask at Interior Secretary Deb Holland's wedding in August.
Days before the ceremony, New York, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan, Lujan Grisham, Democrat, issued a statewide order that reimposed an indoor mask mandate. Nevada Democrats Jackie Rosen and Susie Lee violated their own state's mandate during a costume party held on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Oh, well, that sounds like a great party. Let's let's have a costume party on the anniversary of September 11th. Yeah. My God, what is wrong with these people? Um, anyway, this is just another example of the hypocrisy that is uh, surrounding this, the whole is- issue of masks and of COVID. It is... I mean, you know, we've talked about this to death on this show, really, over the years, uh, over the year and a half, almost two years now, that COVID has been going on. It's it's just ridiculous that it is becoming a show. I mean, I, I see Joe Biden wore a mask when he was talking to world leaders over over Zoom. I know, I, I, I know that, uh, you know, I know that computers have viruses, but he's taking it way too far to think that a virus is, it's a real virus that is transferred through the computer, that COVID can be transferred over, over screens. Um, you know, I mean, I, I have to believe that he's not that stupid, that he believes that a computer virus is something you can contract over the computer. Um, I mean, this, it, it's just ridiculous. I see them all the time. Him and Kamala Harris out there wearing masks uh, outdoors, going to events, walking up to the podium, taking off their mask. What are they doing outdoors wearing a mask? They're vaccinated. They had the best health care in the world. And they're outside. And, you know, they're social distance. They're not next to other people. You know, why are they wearing a mask? Um, it's obviously just for show. And like we said, uh, you have all these uh, celebrities and uh, and members of Congress, which have become celebrities like AOC. They're just celebrities now, um, doing the same thing. You know, they'll they'll put on the mask for photos and for the cameras, uh, uh, if but only if if it gets you know not not if it's going to get in the way of a good picture of them. You know, like if they're wearing a really fancy dress, they'll take off the mask because. You know, this is one, this is a keeper here. I, I don't want to be seen with my mask on. But, but, you know, they wear the silly mask all the time. It just sends mis- mixed messages. You know, you, you can't tell everybody that they need to get vaccinated. And then say, once you get vaccinated, you still have to live like we did before, you know, small groups and uh, masks and uh, social distancing and all this, then what's the point of getting vaccinated? Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's their argument is we need to get back to normal. That's why everyone needs to get vaccinated. If their argument was, this is, you know, which would be, um, it wouldn't be true, but if their argument was that COVID will kill you. And so you should wear a mask to protect you from COVID then 
it, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a truth they were speaking but um, at least there there would be some ground to stand on but to say you need to have it so we can go back to normal but then once you get it well we can't go back to normal you still have to do all these things it's just ridiculous to me it doesn't make any sense it just sends that mixed mixed message that there really isn't any point to all of this uh, you know of all of this and numbers are trending down all over the country I mean you know we're not I mean I, I'm not saying that there's no COVID cases out there but that but the, the numbers are decreasing all over the country and you know because it's more and more people uh, I mean I, I don't know I don't know what the reasoning is I don't know if it's because people got vaccinated I don't know if it's just because you know, our natural immunities are kicking in. I don't know what the reason is. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to pretend to be one like Dr. Fauci. Uh, I, I don't know what the reasoning is. I'm just looking at the science and the numbers are going down. And so that's a good thing. I don't, I, I, so as the numbers go down, the restrictions should be lifted. We should have le less and less restrictions than, uh, than we have right now. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what's going on in the in the minds of some of these uh, Democrats, and I'll, I'll just say it: I don't. I try not to be extremely partisan on the show. Like I'm not looking to be the next Rush Limbaugh, or you know, one of those kind of people who's just my whole show is you know down with the Democrats and and all that. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to stand on the side of America. So I, you know. You know, so I'm willing to take on the Republicans and the Democrats at the same time. But in this case, it is the Democrats who are pushing all this mask mandates and, you know, pushing vaccinations and, or, I mean, really pushing the vaccinations. Like, like I know some Republicans are saying, you know, we sh you should go out and get vaccinated. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that no Republicans are claiming that. But but they're not they're not trying to pass legislation that forces ma vaccinations or you know punishes people if they don't get vaccinated. That, that's mostly the Democrats. Um, so I, I just don't understand the mixed messaging. You know, if if you want if you want to show the efficacy of these vaccines, then you need to. Uh, take off the masks and say, we got vaccinated. We believe that the vaccination is a hundred percent effective or you know, maybe not hundred percent, but you know, 95%, whatever the numbers are, but we believe in it so much that we're taking off the masks because we got vaccinated. We're not going to get this now. That's how, that's how confident we are in these vaccinations. We took them. We're not worried. We don't mind being next to a person who may or may not be vaccinated because I'm vaccinated and that's what's important. That's, you know, but instead they're acting like they have no faith in these vaccinations. Please get vaccinated. And then once you're vaccinated, I mean, but I, I don't, I don't really know if they're effective. So I, I need to stay masked up and I need to still social distance. And I, I you know, I don't want my kids going to school. I'm just really nervous about the whole thing. If, you know, 
that is not the way to convince people to go out and get vaccinated. If that's what you're wanting, you can't, you can't show fear. You have to say, I'm confident. I'm going out there. I've been vaccinated. I mean, think of, I mean, I, I don't mean to use this as an example. This is a type of example. Princess Diana in England, when she went to visit AIDS patients, I think she came to Harlem one time, which was really remarkable. She went to a Harlem hospital and she visited some AIDS patients and all the, all the people there were um, really fearful of being in the contact they, they, because people didn't understand about AIDS yet. There were still a lot of fears about how you, you could transmit AIDS. And she listened, actually listened to the science, which said that you can't get AIDS by being around someone with AIDS. You can't get AIDS by shaking someone's hand or, you know, it has to be more of an intimate contact, you know, blood or, well, I'm not going to get into all the, you know, this is a family show. I'm not going to get into how you can get AIDS, but, but you can't get AIDS just by being around someone with AIDS. And so in order to show the world, you know, she went in there because she understood the science and she shook hands with people with AIDS. She hugged people with AIDS and because she knew I'm not going to get AIDS by shaking hands with someone who has AIDS. I'm not going to get AIDS by hugging someone with AIDS. She had the confidence to go in there because she understood the science and she knew that unless she has an open wound or something like that, she's not going to contract AIDS just by being at an AIDS hospital or by being in contact with a person with AIDS. And it really changed people's perceptions. Well, if Princess Diana is not afraid of being around people with AIDS, then I shouldn't either. And so it did a lot to change the attitude where before people with AIDS were kind of treated as, you know, I don't want to be around them because I don't know if, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can trust, I don't know who to trust on this. I mean, I'm scared about, I, you know, I don't want to die of AIDS. I don't want my kids to die of AIDS. I don't know if I want them to be around a person with AIDS. I don't know. You know, and it changed it because she was around these people and she never acquired AIDS. And so like, oh, wow. Okay. Maybe it's not as scary as we thought. My point of all of that is to say, if the Biden administration really believes that these vaccines are effective, then they should say, I got vaccinated. I'm taking this mask off. I have nothing to fear. You don't either. Now that I'm vaccinated, I can go and live the life that we had before coronavirus. And I can, I can be free of fear here. But instead, they're just acting like children, scared scared of the dark, you know? No, you don't have to be scared. That's what they have to project. I am not scared anymore because I've got back, I've been vaccinated. That's what they need to be projecting. But this weakness is going to, to make people wonder, have second thoughts, but I don't know if, you know, if you're still scared after you got the vaccination that you might still get the disease you know, you have to wear a mask and you want to social distance and you don't want to be in a room with all these people, then 
I don't know if I want to risk getting the vaccine because I've got hesitancy about the vaccine anyway. And if you don't think it's effective, I'm just not going to get a shot just to get a shot. If it's not going to do anything, um, you know, I, so I don't know if I'm going to rush out and get one. I mean, I have just as equal chance if I just take care of myself and wash my hands and make sure I'm not, you know, people aren't coughing and sneezing in my face and, and all that, you know, I have just as much chance as someone who's vaccinated apparently because they're still worried about the, you know, they're still doing the same things I am. So that, that's my point is this is not a go out and get vaccinated message. I'm just saying that the Democrats are handling this wrong. If that's what they're trying, if that's what they're trying to do is get people to get vaccinated, then they are destroying it by continuing these mask mandates and wearing masks for the cameras and not taking it seriously because it's sending a mixed message. If they're partying with their friends or like Governor Newsom going to the French laundry and all these other things, they're not taking it seriously or Governor Cuomo, former Governor Cuomo in New York, you know, you can't have Thanksgiving dinner with grandma. And then he wants his mother and everybody to come to his Thanksgiving dinner uh, it sent a mixed message. If you're not taking it seriously, why should I? Because you're obviously not that concerned about it. Because if you were really scared, then you wouldn't be inviting grandma to dinner because, you know, you don't want your grandma to die. So, you know, why would, you know, so if, if, if then Governor Cuomo feels, sees fit to have his mother over for Thanksgiving dinner, then Okay, if he's confident enough, then okay, I'll, I'll be confident enough to have my mother over for dinner. Uh, you know, it's just I, I, I don't understand these people. I, I just don't understand the Democrats thinking on this. Why they keep doing these rules for thee and not for me kind of thing, you know, of setting all these regulations and then not following any of them. Like, who are they trying to impress? Who are they trying to kid? I, I don't. You know, I'm not the smartest man in the world, but, you know, we can see, I see through this stuff. And I know you guys are, too. You know, you guys are pretty smart. You know, you're going to see through this. This isn't something that, you know, we're not going to notice. Grandma sneaking in through the back door of Governor Cuomo's house. I mean, come on. It's just nonsense. Anyway, uh. Another news story that I wanted to talk about is the economy. Kellogg's, the cereal brand, is – the workers are going on strike, uh, I think, starting today. I'm not exactly positive when the strike started. I didn't – I don't care enough to read the article. The, the point is um, – I mean, well, you can just Google it or anywhere, but this article uh, – actually, there's not even an article. There's a headline – that I read and I um, I saw it in a couple different sources, so it's not like just I didn't just see it on Twitter and think, oh, they're going on strike. I mean, I saw it in a couple different places, but but um, I, I just saved it from a Twitter so that I would remember what topic I was talking about. But I mean, it's it's well known that they're going on strike, and and I'm not anyway taking. A position on their strike that's not what the topic is about so that's why I didn't feel it was important to note the article 
my point is the Kellogg's people are going on strike and we have, and in Hollywood, I don't know exactly who, I think the actors are about to go on strike and maybe the writers and a couple of behind the scenes groups are going on strike in Hollywood. Uh, we have an oil shortage right now. Um, we have a food shortage in some areas because of the, uh, not really so much because of the coronavirus, but because of uh, the huge drought. Hold on. Hopefully. Hopefully it's not still recording. Let's see here. Um, all right. Anyway, sorry about that. My computer froze up and I don't know how long it was silenced. I apologize. I really need a new computer if you, you know. On Twitter, they, uh, or on YouTube, I always see these YouTubers. Of course, they're much more charismatic than I am. and uh, But they're always telling their viewers what they need, you know. I'd like to get this, and then all these people will buy it for them and send it to them. Uh, That'd be great if you guys want to do that. Send me a new laptop or a new computer. It'd be amazing. Um, I'd love you for it. And I'd give you a shout out and everything. I don't think it's going to happen, but if you did, uh, I could use a new computer to bring you this amazing podcast. I know that it ranks up there with one of the best you've ever seen. Uh, apologize again for the disruption and the silence. Anyway, as I was saying, all these people are going on strike right now, Hollywood and the Kellogg's, and there's a food shortage because of the drought in the West, and uh, uh, the Trump's tariffs on China really hurt the farmers because they bought a lot of our um, food, and now they're not buying from the U.S. anymore because of the tariffs, and Biden hasn't done anything about that. So we're having a real shortage of food in this country. It's, you know, we're, we are getting into a dangerous spot. And now, of course, in the national, on the national front, we have, uh, you know, all these, the debt ceiling is coming up to raise the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling, of course, is not raising the debt ceiling so we can spend more money next year. It, it's a debt ceiling. We're, we're paying for, it's like when the credit card bill comes in or after you've eaten, you get the bill for the dinner. What we're doing is getting the bill for last year, uh, which actually was when Trump was in office. And I'm not being critical. I'm just saying that's how it works. You get the bill the next year. So what, what we have to do is pay off what was garnered last year when Trump was president. So I don't understand why the Republicans are opposed to paying off the bill that of the things that Trump signed off for. But the point is, and I, and I don't understand why we have a debt ceiling if it's just going to be raised every time we go over it. Then why do we even have a debt ceiling? But anyway, uh, we're facing huge challenges if the debt ceiling is not reached. And, uh, 
I don't understand a lot of that. I don't understand the economics of that, of what that means. But, I mean, it's not like if I'm okay, I, I don't mean this to be facetious, but I mean, I don't know what, what, what are people going to do if we, if we don't pay them on that date, or are, are they going to, you know, are they going to arrest every American? You know, like, I don't understand what consequences immediately there would be if the United States said we, we haven't, we haven't got our act together yet and signed off on paying those bills. We're trying to work things out. You know, I keep hearing on the news that it's got to be done by the state or America is going to default on its, on to its creditors. I don't know why the creditors wouldn't extend uh, some grace time to us, number one. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying we should do this, but I don't understand what, punishments they would issue against us if we didn't pay them like you know it's not like you could they can repossess our car or something so i don't know i'm not i'm not saying we shouldn't pay our bills but i'm saying i don't understand why it's catastrophic that it has to be done immediately or by this date you know or everything is going to fall apart i don't know now maybe i just don't know enough about economics to understand why it is a big deal uh, again, not suggesting that we don't pay our bills. I just don't know why it's so urgent that it has to be done by that date or else. Like, or else what? I don't know what the or else is. Um, but anyway, uh, I, it's about time to end the show. I don't know how much of that is because of the break when my computer froze up. I don't know if it went... If there was a silent, a long silent piece, I don't know. I really hope there wasn't, but if there was, I again apologize. I I try to be. Both of us try to be as professional as possible, on the show. We don't want to do it just haphazard and, you know, like a bunch of kids, just doing amateur. Radio. You know, we do the best we can with what we have, and. Uh, you deserve better than to have to listen to long pauses and dead air. But um, So I'm sorry if that happened. Uh, I'll do my best to see it doesn't happen again, but I don't know what causes my computer sometimes to freeze up like that. So until I find that out, I can't figure out how to fix it. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed the show. See you again next week. And uh, until then, have a, have a great week. Bye, everyone.